Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we dust off our Bibles and try to figure out what is happening. Just at all. I'm Tori, and I'm a former evangelical, currently part-time atheist person with a podcast talking about how strange the Bible is and why it makes you feel like you are losing your mind. I also have a co-host. Yes. Hi. My name is Justin. I... I was a paid, I was a paid intern in paid the Bible army person. of God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a pastor for a number of years, uh, evangelical. I really, I really tried to hold the Christian label long after I left, but after a certain point, I feel like I had a moral obligation to leave it behind mm. because of gestures vaguely. All of this. Because um, you were getting canceled. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's uh, so now I'm here. I have a podcast and you're listening to it. And I'm very, very happy that you are. So there's a there's a lot going on in the world right now. I mean, I imagine by the time this airs, there's still all kinds of muckety muck happening in Israel and Palestine and this, that and the other. A Jim fucking Jordan might be Speaker of the House. So cool. lots going on. The child molesters are coming from inside the house, you guys. I don't know when yeah. you're going to figure that out, but yeah. here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, someone who stood by the insurrection. Maybe we should make him third from the president. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. Brilliant. Good, good um, call. Good call. Brilliant idea. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, great party full of ideas. Um, <laughs> so we could talk about that, but I, I, I feel like it's... The this is the not this is us. Uh -huh. He's he's us. I don't know what is what <laughs> some, is it, some my weird brain, loser. My brain <laughs> has just lost. He gets us. Yes. Sorry. Good God. He gets us has decided that those things aren't important. That those things not worth covering. What's most important for you to know is that Jesus was canceled. And you don't need to be afraid of being canceled. I mean, maybe you should be afraid of being canceled. First of Perhaps. All. Um, I mean, <laughs> being canceled is, I mean, I think it's a thing in the sense that maybe you could lose your platform or your reputation for, say, being a Nazi, but or, or for maybe defending child molesters. 
or an insurrection, but it seems to be working out for Jim Jordan. So perhaps canceling is not something to be feared. Not not as serious as one might be led to believe. Yes. But um, so they they released an ad um, and Christianity Today picked it up. I'm not going to link these things in the show notes. Uh, One, because I will forget. And two, they don't need clicks. You can find it if you want. Anyway, Christianity Today was covering a this is not this is us. Why do I keep saying this is us? I got that show on my <laughs> He gets us. Oh, I don't know. Okay. He gets us ad campaign called The Influencer, where it's like, you know, basically it's like these it's and it's it's weird for a lot of reasons. I, it, because the the ad, I watched it. I watched all 30 seconds of it and it was weird. Because it basically shows a lot of pictures of people of color. I mean, a lot, an absurd amount of pictures of people of color. Typically, like majority, I think. Like, yeah. So the majority of it is pe- pe- pic- pictures of people of color, which is a bit of a tongue twister. And they're trying um, to like tell this narrative about an influencer. Yeah, about an influencer that rose to prominence and then the people turned on him and and because he spoke up for the truth. And you really can't quite tell if the like protesters are the ones speaking up for truth or the protesters are the ones that are against this influencer. And then but then like when it kind of you kind of start realizing that like, oh, this influencer they're talking about was Jesus. Like that's when they show like a picture of a white guy on the ground getting beat up by maybe protesters. <laughs> yes. So then it, the the image, the subtext becomes quite clear, and and eventually it's like you know basically like Jesus was canceled too. He gets us, us being white people, the, the poor oppressed white people who are being like, attacked by the coloreds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like it's not even subtle. Like that's it's why not. It's, like, it's not it's subtle. Not, it's not trying to be subtle. It's like, and and you know, and they have like they've released you know different sermon ideas and studies and stuff that you can give to your congregation about like not mm. being afraid of being canceled. And they they stop just short of saying canceled by the woke mob of black people. Um, <laughs> They stopped barely just short of it. And I, I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't I'm, know what to think. I mean, they just, they want so badly to be the victims. Um, even though they get, and they get very mad at anybody else who might be talking about like a lived experience because it's like, well, you're playing, you're playing the victim, right? Like that's their whole, that's their whole argument. But yeah, I mean, I think that it is something something that i've noticed is it is a lot more common now than it was like i don't know 5 years ago maybe to sort of yeah i guess to use for 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 white evangelicals to use people of color like as props like it's a lot more popular to do that now but yeah it is it's hard to kind of parse what they're trying to say i think that's evidenced by the comments the few comments that they've allowed to stand on this video <laughs> That has 12 million views. People are having a really difficult time figuring out like what they're even trying to say, right? Like some people are like, oh yeah, totally get like oh, there's some Christians who are like, oh yeah, totally get this. And then there's some people who are like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how Jesus would feel about the way y'all treat homeless people right now. So maybe stop. But yeah, then it's 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 interesting because as Christians are like, oh, so like now we can't support the police. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody knows what to make of this so I, it's bad uh it's bad storytelling i think in, in that 
regard. And I think that they probably did that on purpose. I think they, they try to be kind of as vague as possible while still talking about Jesus. But again, it's like, the thing that they fail to understand is power dynamics. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that makes for really sloppy storytelling too, right? It's like, if you don't know, if you don't know who the, the bad guy is, or if you don't know like who, and I don't mean bad guys. I'm like, you're doing things I don't like, but like the, if you don't know who's trying to accumulate power mm-hmm. and who's trying to disrupt power. Like if you can't tell the difference between those two things and like, it doesn't really matter what you're trying to say. Like it's, people are just going to read into it, what they want to read into it or what's yeah. already, what's going to confirm what they already think and what they already think of you. So I don't understand the purpose. Of- yeah. And like the, the like banner of this is like a black man hugging a police officer. And so you're like, I, I'm guessing maybe the black man is Jesus. The Jesus stand in here. Maybe, maybe, uh, you, you know, and it's it's all these vague terms. And we've talked about this before, the way that a, a lot of white evangelicals, well, honestly, the Bible even uses vague terms. They probably weren't vague when the Bible was written, but they've become vague, you know, and like, I just want to read part of this article. Like, it's like, imagine an influencer who skyrocketed. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase because of their word salad. I don't feel like reading all of it, but amassed a legion of followers who hung on his every word. Yet when he took a courageous stand for his beliefs, which could be anything, mm-hmm. the tides of public opinion turned against him, which they could be talking about MLK or Donald Trump right now. You know, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, he faced like, accusations of extremism was, was rebranded by a threat by the establishment, the establishment of whom, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Who are you talking about? To- to great lengths to silence him again could be talking about trump or mlk right now like you, you know like yeah but he just wouldn't stop and so they did what they had to do they nailed him to a cross now obviously they're talking about jesus but it's like they it's like they use these kind of vague terms like standing up for your beliefs but it's mm-hmm. like your beliefs could be anything i mean hitler right. stood up for his beliefs totally you know? like totally it, that, that could have been talking about hitler you know like <laughs> he got canceled real hard <laughs> he got canceled he was branded an extremist for his beliefs, <laughs> you know, no, but you know, and, and, branded and as is... a threat by the establishment, you know, like that's it just those, being branded as a threat by the establishment is not in and of itself a virtue. Right, right. Like, yeah, exactly. It is, it is exactly. It is what you are being branded as a threat for and by which establishment by whomst by whomst exactly (laughs) that is what makes you virtuous or not it's not just like people don't like what i have to say therefore it's the gospel because god said that people would hate you for preaching the gospel like no no yeah i i right it's like the the lack of clarity around like he took a stand for his beliefs like i don't Okay, I've read the Bible many, many times. I don't know what they are talking about. What what belief was Jesus standing for? Mm-hmm. That was such a hard pivot that all of a sudden everybody turned on him. Yeah, and if if you want to label it, it was like him cleansing the temple and like calling them all of them robbers. You know, like for extorting poor people. Oh wow, for extorting poor people huh. and for gatekeeping you know, basically selling water by the river when it came to religious mm. experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, so that's what got him killed, you know, and he was branded as a threat 
to an empire which extorted the people of Palestine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it's like Jesus does have a lot to say to our current situation. But if you just turned it into this vague mush of he stood up for his beliefs, like then it could mean anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I think that this this week is kind of an interesting one to be having this conversation as well, because like, you know, several several people lost their jobs in the last week for tweeting about support for Palestine. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you're only you're only allowed to say that you support Israel because supporting Palestine, even though it's 50 percent children, is support of terrorism. You know, it's it's it's. Again, it's these very strange, like, and they they support that cancellation, right? Like they mm-hmm. are supporting, they're supporting people being like fired from their jobs for tweeting. So mm-hmm. again, like, and and I think that one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that, you know, I think that frequently those people, white evangelicals specifically, kind of look at people who have left and feel like we're somehow like being hypocritical. And I understand that like not everybody who leaves evangelicalism is like immediately becomes like a liberal or a Democrat or a leftist or whatever. Like I understand that that's not the case. Like there are ex-evangelicals who still vote for Trump, which my brain is breaking, but that's what they say on Reddit in like in this, in all of this, like they, I think that they look at us and say, well, you're being inconsistent too. Right. And, and for me, I'm like, yeah, I probably, I am gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hold people to different standards based on how much power they have. So, sure, if you want to say that that's like being inconsistent, that I hold cops to a higher standard than like Joe Schmo on the street, you can say that. But like, I can tell you what it is that I am doing. I can tell mm-hmm. you, sp- like, explicitly, like, this is why I hold cops to higher standards. They are legally allowed to kill any U.S. citizen just because they feel afraid right now. Like that is that is a fact. They do not have any obligation to protect you or step in at all if you are being assaulted. If your property is being like they have no Supreme Court has ruled they don't need to do that if they don't feel like it. Like these Which are reasons I hold people the question, to like, why do you exist? Why do you exist? <laughs> right? You know, like if you combine all the like US police departments, it's the third largest military in the fucking world. Like mm-hmm. after China. So, yeah, like I hold cops to a different standard than I hold like normal people, right? And and for them it's kind of the reverse. Like, well, it's a tough job and like we don't you know, there's there's all these reasons that like if you have more power, you should be given more chances. Although being I guess. being a being a pregnant woman of color is more dangerous than being a cop on any day of the week, but you're but more again, likely like the, to don't... lose your life in in childbirth as a woman of color than you are being a cop every day, but you know, again, like pro-life for whom? Yeah, exactly. For whom? Um, um, so actually, I don't even know that woman of color is the, is a qualifier. I need to say it could just be pregnant generally, but I think it mm, maybe, maybe breaks down for women of color, but I was just reading this recently. It was like things that are yeah. more dangerous than being a cop, like bas- being pregnant in the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, but again, like it's, and some evangelical could be like, I'm persecuted because I stand up for, you know, I'm pro-life and I'm persecuted because I stand up for the cops. But it's like, if I was a really drill down, like, why do you do these things? 
Like, or why do you support Israel? Like, mm-hmm. because the Bible or whatever, like there's, there's like, there's not a very few of them. I will say not all, but very few of them have any kind of, it's just mush. It's just yeah. mush all the way down. Yeah. It's, it's just like, like, well, why, why is it that you do that? Well, the Bible, it's well, not does a the Bible specifically position. say that the state of Israel needs to exist? Uh, well, yeah. For the end times, like. Okay, um, where does it say that? Oh, it's in, in Revelation. Like, okay, what does it say in Revelation again? You know, it's like no one knows what the fuck that book says. And 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 also, P.S. All of that book's prophecies were fulfilled nineteen hundred years ago. <laughs> um. How dare you? You're canceling them. <laughs> I am. The beast that was going to rise out of the sea was Nero. No, it's a real beast. <laughs> it's a real beast with horns, I swear. Anyway, so yeah, it's, it, that, it, that's where it's like there's all these vague, weird, like mushy terms that honestly, maybe at one point I would have found inspiring, but it's just, it's, you can apply them to anything and anyone. And mm-hmm. it's just without that specificity, a, a, a campaign like he gets us is successful because like it is so vague. Right. And you can fill it in with whatever the fuck you want. But I think it's also a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. There's it's weird. And I think I mean, obviously, like they're doing it on purpose, like they're being vague on purpose because we know we already know what these people stand for. And I guess they're just too scared to come out and say it or something, which, again, I'm like, you're telling me that you're scared to say you're pro-life. Like, no, you're not. Like you have a bumper sticker on your car. Like, what, what do you mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're scared to stand up for the cops. Like again, they're the ones with the guns who can kill anyone they want to mm-hmm. legally. Yeah. Also, I think it's weird that they're conflating being canceled with like being murdered by the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. like Jesus was crucified. Like, well, like is crucifixion just such a blase thing for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Happens like, to influencers every day. <laughs> happens you know any influence or any time can get crucified like no it's like that's like you got you you did a racism and got called out that you didn't get crucified like i mean if you want to do that we can figure it out i'm sure there's yeah. somebody out there who do that for you but like yeah that's not what happened yeah that's not what happened so you still have two good tweeting hands <laughs> it's true jesus hands can't do it with those they have <laughs> holes in them yeah yeah i don't think he's gonna do much carpentry mm, yeah now he's bad at it that <laughs> sucks the irony of a carpenter getting nailed to a piece of wood his dad has a big house he'll be fine <laughs> i mean his dad's an abusive asshole who murdered him but he'll be fine <laughs> it's, it's fine that's why the house is big they can hide from he can hide from him like it's like in my father's house there are many rooms so you can hide from him because he's a scary motherfucker we forgot that heaven was basically like squid game (laughs) you're just gonna get squashed randomly you don't perform a certain task right yeah Oh man. So I don't know. Avoid this shit. And and I and I think especially as we approach holidays, we kind of say this every year when we approach holidays, like, you know, it can be difficult with family, but it like it, it can also 
there are gentle and easy ways to kind of start kind of like poking at the ice a little bit and trying to find common ground to be like, Hey, you know, like maybe being canceled isn't the same as being crucified. I feel like that's not a controversial statement to make. Yeah, totally. You know, and I do, there's a, there's a couple, there's an influencer that talks about like just trying to build common ground with folks. And I think if we can figure out ways to break through that, evangelical Fox News layer of crust <laughs> over people's thinking. I do think there's probably a lot more that we agree on than disagree on. It's just it's just difficult to find that common ground. But just asking simple questions about what do you mean by that can sometimes lead to that. Yeah. Uh, it can lead to frustration and anger, too. I'm not per- making a prescription, but I do think it's something to consider. So let's take a little break for capitalism. And then we're going to talk about Jehoshaphat. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) I I say Jehoshaphat. You can say Jehoshaphat. And then, you know, yeah, we'll see. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth. And this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Thanks for enjoying that capitalism with us. Uh, Hopefully you didn't get a he gets us ad. Uh, I think we've disabled those, but if you get a weird ad, just let us know and we'll we'll see what happens or don't like because they spent money on that. And that's that some sometimes that delights me. Um, um, no, about. you should let us know if you're being influenced by it, because if you're being influenced by it, then we'll cancel it. But otherwise, For sure. <laughs> if you're like, you know, guys, I was on board. I was on but board. Then racing, and then that riveting. He gets us ad really reeled me in. Oh, man. I'll, I'll cancel that so fast. Uh, anyway, so, but thanks um, for listening to that. Uh, if you don't want to listen to those or you just um, want to contribute directly to the show, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible. This week we have, I'm going to say a bevy of new patrons. Um, that feels like a good word to me. It's a word I don't get to use every day. And so we're going to go with that one. We have two uh, folks that are deacons in the Second Church of the Drunken Bible. Uh, We have Melissa and Chewy. So thank you. I am just going to say that Chewy, I'm going to assume that Chewy is the actual Chewbacca from Star Wars and is a patron of the show. And that makes me feel happy. So um, hopefully that is a compliment, Chewy. If it is not, you know, let me know and then we can, you know, but I just, I just, I like to think that Chewbacca. We'll we'll walk it back if it's offensive. (laughs) We'll walk back if it's offensive, but if it's a badge of honor, you're welcome. But also, how could you be offended by Chewbacca? Chewbacca exactly. Is Chewbacca is uh, it, I've, one of the few pure delights in cinema. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So but thanks for that. Um, we also have a new senior pastor, which is uh, wonderful. Uh, so thank you so much. Heater Pot Pie for being a new senior pastor. So thanks so much. Uh, you will get a life verse uh, this week. Uh, we haven't given one of that in a little bit because uh, we kind of took a break and kind of were bouncing around a little bit, but we're very happy to be giving out life verses. So Tori is going to be giving the life verse today. Mm, yes, I am. 
in the apologies in advance this is the extra sexist version of the bible so oh you know things are you know things are going real well love it when okay where are we gonna go we will go right here <laughs> okay isaiah forty six eleven. it's the mm-hmm. middle of a sentence just full disclosure mm-hmm. uh says calling a bird of prey from the east the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I will. I have purposed and I will do it. Uh, cool. Great. You know, love it. Love cool. that for me. Love that. I will do it like a bird. <laughs> Can I tell you something so funny that I heard? In the Coliseum, they used, obviously, like they used to kill people for sport. And sometimes they would, I'm sorry, trigger warning, just skip 30 seconds. If you don't want to hear this. Sometimes they if, would like. If the intro of they used to kill people for sport wasn't content warning enough. Just saying, just saying. It's, it's, it's not cool. No. So obviously, like they used to, they used to kill people or they would throw people in with like animals or whatever. But I didn't realize that like. Sometimes they, sometimes the animals doing the killing were eagles and like, so they would like, they'd like tie you up, they'd chain you up, they'd crucify you. And then they'd like loose whatever, whatever they had on hand. (laughs) Sometimes it was an eagle and somebody pointed out like, can you fucking imagine if Jesus had been crucified and then was eaten by an eagle the way that evangelicals would be right now? Like, they are so so intolerable right now they would be fucking unbelievable if that's the case and, and the thing is though i'm like going through my mind would they celebrate eagles or would they have they hunted wear, eagles to no, extinction they'd wear, they'd wear a little eagle necklace like fucking american eagle <laughs> and then they'd be like the bald eagle in the united states clearly it's god's country and not yes. realize like like yes. the 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 eagle was the instrument by that eight. Okay. Yeah. I see it's breaking my brain because it's like, I don't know how they would go on this and it's bothering me. It's amazing. Anyway, I love this. This is the best fact and the best life verse. So thank you so much uh, for your generosity and, yeah, we really appreciate it. If you're unable to be a patron, perfectly fine. Um, just, you know, if you like this episode, you like what we're doing, you know, share an episode, uh, phone a friend, recommend us. Um, it's free. It's Yeah, that's, these are free things. Uh, give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this podcast now. They come in packs of five. So we would really appreciate that. And actually, I do want to say, I don't say this very often. The reason we ask for five-star reviews, because some people are like, well, well, I, but I, I think you guys are a four-star show. That's great. <laughs> Thanks. Good. Um, but those, <laughs> the stars don't go away, you know? So, like, if you give us a three-star review, because you're like, in episode 16, the audio wasn't great, it, it doesn't give us an opportunity to fix that and then make that better. Does that make sense? So, and also it reduces visibility and stuff. So just give us five stars, man. Just, just no, give just us, send us hate mail and give us five stars. Yeah. That works can, way better. Things will be better us. for you. You can tell us this stuff. Twitter is, well, might exist. Threads exists. You know, other things exist. We're findable on the internet. We have names. Yeah. You can give us feedback. A review on a podcast algorithm is not the place to do that i think (laughs) it's just it's just good internet etiquette which is somehow a thing still in 2023 but you know what do it yeah do (sighs) it love it so today we're going to be talking about jehoshaphat jehoshaphat Um, whatever this fucker's name is yeah 
a king, and he he won a military victory uh, in an unconventional way. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I think I think we have a conundrum. Actually, we haven't done a conundrum in a little bit. Uh, yes. So here's here's a conundrum. So Jehoshaphat had an option of fighting or 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 singing, and so we're going to give you an option of fighting or singing. Would you rather, or, or maybe these are would you rathers. So let's just go. They with are. That. We're going yeah. to lean yeah. into it. Would you rather fight for an hour in the desert? In the hot sun. In the hot sun. In an actual war. Like a, yeah, like an, an actual, actual fight. war. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're fighting, you know, for your life or at least like to not be injured. Or would you rather sing all day in the desert? In the desert. You know, sunrise to sunset. And I'm just going to say in like the spring or fall. So around the equinox. So those of you that are like, well, if I did it in the winter, it'd only be six <laughs> hours of daylight. No, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I know this audience. I know. So that's the conundrum that uh, we want you to, to ponder a bit. So Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, that's hard. That's really hard for me to kind of. Your life is in jeopardy either way. Truly. Yeah. One one of them might be one of one option might be from eagles. One or both <laughs> options. Yeah, both uh, may involve eagles. <laughs> you never know. Depends on I, how the Lord is feeling that day. I'm gonna go. This is gonna be my answer to this one. Yeah. I'm gonna go with fighting only because I know myself well enough to know that if I picked singing all day after three hours, I would be like, I could have been done two hours ago. And that will haunt me all day. You know? Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, that's that's a good I'm kind of inclined to, to do that as well. It seems like yeah, putting in an hour of really strenuous work is better. Also, I should thing... specify I'm thinking ancient Near Eastern battle too. I'm not right. Like, We're not like yeah. sniping people in the desert. No. <laughs> We're not George no. W. Bush. But yeah, I'm kind of, I feel kind of the same way. Also, the thing about like singing in the desert all day is like, I'm sure somebody would be like bringing around water or whatever, but I feel like the risk of like drinking shit water would be really a lot higher if I have to be standing in the hot, hot sun all day. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be too picky about my water choices six hours in. Yeah, but then you'd be shitting yourself 12 hours in. So, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like just different risks, different risks, different ways of weighing risk for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right. That's true. So let's go to second Chronicles. We haven't been in Chronicles in a bit. Have we been in 20... Chronicles? Uh, yeah, it's in, Cro- it's, you know. Um, oh, I meant and... like before now. I was trying to think of other. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess we've, we've done some of these. We've stories. maybe done some in Chronicles. I, you know, and, I, and it, this is it's interesting to me, like and in Kings and Chronicles and Samuel, like some of them that cover similar stories from different angles, because, you know, these books are they're not just the facts, history books. They're written from a perspective, as all history is. But so this is, you know, very much a like, you know, if you're with the Lord, you know, Chronicles, especially kind of just as a shorthand, it, it, it's very much a like, if you're with the Lord, then good things happen. That's kind of the the general, uh, there's other themes, but that's kind Which of Which again, idea. not really true. Like God gets mad very easily. True, for sure. But, you know, God does kind of come through for them somewhat in the story. So, yeah. so he's, he can, he'll do that from time to time. 
Yeah. From time to time, when he he shows up from his stupor, when he wakes up from his drunken stupor at his other family and remembers (laughs) us, then it it, it goes okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Second Chronicles twenty, it starts off with later, which you know, the later being Jehoshaphat appointing judges. So after he does that, the Moabites and the Ammonites, along with the Mayonites, attack Jehoshaphat. Messengers arrived and reported Jehoshaphat, a huge army is attacking you from the other side of the Dead Sea. <laughs> it's like personal, like they're attacking you. It's like, where? <laughs> I mean, I think war may have been different back then. It was more like playing like like cops and robbers. <laughs> Yeah, it was so more like running a, all over the desert doing random. I have shit. a posse, and I'm going to roll into this town and take stuff, and no uh-huh. one's really going to fight me. And then I'm going to yeah. roll into the next town, and no one's really totally. going to fight me. It's it's like cowboys and and robbers in so many ways. Just yeah. like people show up, and they're like, "I want your shit." <laughs> like, okay, let's yeah. fight. Reach for the sky, and then until finally <laughs> you find someone who's like, "No, I have an army too. We we're going to fight <laughs> in the morning." Or I'm just a really good shot because I have nothing better to do and a lot of bullets. I don't know. It's all mm-hmm. the, the 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 Bible and the Wild West have an uncomfortable amount in common. Yeah, fair. So look, they are at uh, Hazazan T- Tamar, which that is En Gedi. Okay, so why didn't you, didn't you just say En Gedi? Thanks for that. But it has yeah. two names. Jehoshaphat was afraid, so he decided to seek the Lord's advice. Um, good, good on you, Jehoshaphat. Hope he's awake. Yeah, he decreed that all Judah should observe a fast, uh, which is a great thing to do right before a battle. Mm-hmm. The people of Judah assembled to ask the Lord for help. They came from all the cities of Judah to ask for the Lord's help, uh, conveniently depopulating them for this army. And also, like, how much how much time is this army taking getting there? Because if you're getting all these like families together and like tromping them down to like fast with the king it seems like the army would move faster than like you have to get your aunties and your uncles and your Mm -hmm. cousins and all the babies and like your next door neighbor's grandma because they left her to go i don't know hunt a plesiosaur or something for dinner like it i don't know this doesn't seem like a very timely action no no i i recently watched the lord of the rings and invasions are faster than this right this is no orc army, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, okay, orcs actually don't seem terribly fast unless they've got, you know. Unless, unless they're got some, Uruk-hai some yeah. or they have shadow on their side. Uh, yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Perhaps this is what's going this, on. This is an orc army is what yeah, we're trying to This is to an say. orc army, not uruk but they're orcs and they need the cover of night to move. Okay, I, all right, uh, fair, yeah, fair. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's the only I'm thing that makes sense. Established this historical fact. Um, it's just before. as real as Lord of the Rings. You, you know, I, I actually think Lord of the Rings is much more thought out than the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And and as someone who loves Lord of the Rings, I will say the Lord of the Rings is not well thought out <laughs> for a book. You know, like for those of you that don't know, we're just going to go here for a second. J.R.R. Tolkien just started typing like he didn't (laughs) he didn't know where it was going that's why like in the first book they spend like multiple days doing random shit 
And then like by the end, the pace is picked up because I think he was like, oh, man, we got to hurry this along. I remember I used to read the Lord of the Rings before bed all the time. And then like whenever the fellowship would go to bed, I would go to bed, (laughs) which it's like every three or four pages. They're setting up camp and going to sleep. (laughs) It was it was hard in great detail. I love the book. Don't get me wrong, but just like it's it's not like plotted out point by point. It's just it meanders a lot. Mm-hmm, and and the mm-hmm. meandering is what makes it good. But yeah, it's better thought out than the Bible for sure. True. Yes, indeed. Probably because it's okay. in the same you know, language mm-hmm. that we speak. Yeah. That might have something to do with it. Anyway. Yeah, the Sindar, Sindar or Quenya or something. Anyway, Jehoshaphat stood before the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the Lord's temple in front of the new courtyard. I love how they specify that. Fancy. And he prayed, Lord God of our ancestors, you are the God who lives in heaven. <laughs> Please, why do you live there? And rules over all the kingdoms of the nations. You possess great power. No one can stand against you. You know, just buttering him up a bit, you know. And he, he does this as for a while. You, as you need to do with the Lord. We've, yeah. we've learned this from, yeah. from Moses. This is big, big Donald Trump energy coming from the Lord. <laughs> Got to butter him up. So look, you know, basically, you know, look, we've done all these great things. And, you know, now the Ammonites, Moabites and, and the, these people, they're coming. When Israel came from the land of Egypt, did you not allow them to invade these lands? Or you did not allow, sorry, you did not allow them to invade these lands. Now look how they're repaying us. You know, they come to drive us out of our allotted land, which you assigned to us. This is problematic thinking here. Um, Mm -hmm. Our God, Mm -hmm. will you not judge them? For we are powerless against this huge army that attacks us. So all the men of Judah, they're standing, you know, everybody, apparently everybody's there. The Lord's spirit came upon Jechazel, son of Zechariah, Zachari- Zechariah, son of Beniah, Beniah. I think I remember him. He's I think he was kind of cool. I think he was like left handed or something. I don't know. Son of Jael, son of some a guy who's got a Mataniah, Mataniah, yeah. a Levite of the sons of Asaph. Yeah, a descendant of Asaph. Yeah, we know who exactly who this is now. Thanks, Bible. Yeah, thanks for really. <laughs> you really did a good job locating him. Um, <laughs> he said, "Pay attention, all you people of Judah, residents of Jerusalem. And, you know, this is what the Lord says to you: Don't be afraid, don't panic because of this huge army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. So, okay, so here we go. Battle is God's. This will be important later tomorrow. March down against them. You'll find them basically." Do these things. The Lord will deliver you. Don't worry. So, which like random dude who like we had to go back 12 generations to find out if he's important to listen to just to <laughs> says, don't panic. And oh, that's great. Glad I know this. Glad we're aware. You know, the Lord is with you. Um, So they march out. They do their thing. The wilderness of Tekoa. They march, you know. And then Jehoshaphat says, you know, trust in the Lord, you'll be safe, you know, trust in the message of his prophets, you'll win, you know. And so then, okay, so here's what, so like, nowhere in this, like, prophecy of Jehazel or whatever, does it say this, okay? Just, I feel like that part needs to be clear. It just Mm. says, the Lord will deliver you. Or he he says, you will not fight this battle. Take your positions, the Lord will watch over you. So basically, like, we're not going to have to fight. This is going to be so easy. So then Jehoshaphat, I don't know if he's trying to one up him or something, but he met with the people and he appointed musicians to play before the Lord and praise his majestic splendor. As they marched ahead of the warriors, they said, give thanks to God. You know, there's a real great battle strategy here. We're going to put Mm -hmm. all of the choir boys in front here Mm -hmm. 
and not the trained soldiers, just, you know, musicians. And we're going to just go out and that's going to that's going to win us this battle. Not what Jacazel said, by the way. But anyway, um, give thanks to the Lord for his loyal love endures forever. Wrong. I, well, Sorry. his lo- his loyal love might be the which important- is not for you. <laughs> yeah, the loyal is really doing a lot of heavy lifting here. <laughs> it's doing all the lifting. I, I yeah. would argue <laughs> that is the chief qualifier here. When he chooses to be loyal to you, his love endures. Um, <laughs> but there's really no way to know. Nope. Until you until you were out on the battlefield with a bunch of. Which a bunch of ba- with a bunch of band nerds trying to figure mm-hmm. out what your next move is. So yeah, so so they're doing this thing, and then this is actually interesting. So I, I it says uh, when they began to shout and praise, the Lord suddenly attacked the Ammonites, Moabites, and the men from Mount Seir. But it's there's a couple different ways you this could be rendered. Mm-hmm. Um, set ambushers against is I think maybe the best. Basically launched a surprise attack. So the Lord did it. They were invading cool. Judah and they were defeated. The Ammonites and the Moabites attacked the men from Mount Seir and annihilated them. Then when they had finished, basically, they all started attacking each other. I don't mm. know how this happened. There's okay. this confusion, some fog of war nonsense. I don't know. But when the men of Judah arrived, they saw just a bunch of dead bodies on the ground. There were no survivors. They went and they took the plunder and they found a huge amount of supplies, clothing and valuable items taken from your own people uh, and they carried away everything they could. <laughs> there was so much plunder. It took them three days to haul it off. On the okay. So this day, is what, this saw... is why the army was so slow. It's because they had the, the, three the... days worth of shit with them. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry. It all we makes sense. Confirm if they were orcs or not. <laughs> this kind of throws that theory into question. They were trolls anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Monstrous trolls. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so the fourth day they assemble, they do their thing, and, and it just kind of like, they're, they're just happy, happy, happy. Jehoshaphat's kingdom enjoyed peace, and God made him secure on every side of his borders, and then, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So, I think that this is an interesting story. We're talking about it for a number of reasons. One, it's kind of weird, but I think it's, it's, it's this odd, like, kind of counterintuitive story that shows up in, I'm, a lot of the Bible is this way, honestly, where it's like, People have one idea of how something's supposed to be done. Someone gets a word from the Lord. They do it completely differently than maybe you would think it should be done. And then, well, hey, it worked out. Mm-hmm. And we love a good story like that. We love a good, like, folksy wisdom, you know, counterintuitive narrative, you know, that shows that the establishment or the established way of doing it's wrong. And, you know, and so I, we love a good story like that. But I, I find it interesting like that that can be applied way too broadly mm-hmm. to where it's like every counterintuitive solution is from the Lord. Yeah. And everything that makes sense is not from the Lord. Or um, you should view it with skepticism. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that you I think you said it really well when you call it like the Joe Rogification of <laughs> I don't remember exactly what journalism or something. I don't remember exactly what you said, but just like the way that we kind of there's this weird compulsion to like, you know, three percent of scientists don't believe that like carbon excess carbon gets trapped like traps heat in in the atmosphere. 
And so we need to talk to those three guys because they clearly know something that the rest of us don't mm. know. Like sometimes that's sometimes that's true. I would say, and you know, I think that they're. I think it's a little bit messy, especially in like you know Western science, the way that like people quote unquote do science here you know there have been a lot of times like thinking about you know asbestos thinking about cigarettes thinking about fossil fuels now like the things that these are things that people are telling us oh no all of these things are okay and and they like ran with that for a long time because there were all of these like in like moneyed interests and like well, we want to, we want to be able to keep selling cigarettes. So we're just going to like secretly make them more addictive, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, um, we're going to spend money to tell you they're healthy. Right, right, exactly. And so I think that like in that context, I understand that it makes, it makes some good sense sometimes to be skeptical, but there's, yeah, it's very, it's, you know, and I think that like doing things unconventionally also can be, can be like a really good thing. I think especially, you know, evangelicals see themselves as being like countercultural for being anti-trans, which like you're not, but whatever, go off, I guess. But then, you know, so they like, they want to like stop, they want to stop progress in like all these different ways. And then, but they're not willing to do any of the work of like, Hey, I got this information from like these sources, right? It's like, I'm just going to go back and I'm going to confirm and reconfirm and not under like not look into like how do these things work like what what shakes out this like what causes things to shake out this way like it's not actually that hard to understand like the four chemicals that you need to understand like how the atmosphere Mm -hmm. works and like why heat builds up if there's more co2 in the atmosphere like that is not a complicated thing to understand you're just choosing to listen to like a four hour podcast every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of like doing a tiny bit of research from like an actual textbook or listening to somebody who teaches, I don't know, biology on YouTube and like can break it down for you. Yeah. I have a lot, I have a lot of feelings about this, like sort of like we're going to do things like in this very unconventional way, but also sort of reject the inf- reject the information the good information we do have just to be just to kind of be obnoxious i guess yeah to be like or, these, like, these and- people are onto something because like they're going against what everybody else thinks mm-hmm. like that's not inherently the truth yeah or when like you know we would i would see you know churches going through building programs or like people wanting to get on the mission field or whatever and like when you would raise questions of like, should this be happening? And they're like, no, it doesn't make sense. And that's why it makes sense to the Lord. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I know, I know to our minds, this building project or us going into the mission field or this, whatever venture we're doing or this decision we're making, it doesn't make any sense. But the Lord says it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. his ways aren't our ways. So and and, you know, I, and I will even give a certain amount of credibility to say, like, sometimes that's true, you know, but not everybody is Galileo. OK, like, <laughs> you most know what people I mean? Are not. Most people are not. There was one Galileo and he paid a price, you know, for being right. But but also even then there were other people saying, like, hey, we actually think he's right. You know, right. yeah. So and and 
so it's yeah it's almost like this like if i do what makes sense then i won't be notable or i know won't be noteworthy or mm. i don't know what's going on and and i mm-hmm. was like this too you know i mean I, and i'm paying the price for it now because i i thought you know god was my retirement plan you know <laughs> god god will figure it out you know it's like well no that's that's a good way to be hungry at 65 so so I think it's it's one of those things that I, I'm I'm unlearning myself, but I I'm just finding it like the Bible is littered with these stories of like okay, there's this big thing and we can't do it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. You know, we we like so rather than raise an army, we're gonna starve ourselves and we're gonna sing, and God's just gonna take care of it. Yeah, but like. But we, but the sad thing is, is we have like historical examples of people trying to do shit like this and it goes horribly wrong. Like the children's crusade where Mm -hmm. they were like, well, adults can't defeat the Muslims. So why don't we send an army of children? Cause they're innocent and God will empower them to, well, they died too. Like, you know what I mean? So I shouldn't laugh. It's, it, you shouldn't laugh, but it is funny. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like uh-huh. what? So it's it's an odd thing, and I um and and I mean, and people died in the pandemic because of this. Like, mm-hmm. established science said, like, wear a mask, distance. Like, we we can't just live life as normal. And yet, there are there are people still here today in 2023 that were like, yeah, masking was something we shouldn't have done. That was government trying to control you, like. To do what, you know? Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like, I think that, yes, the government trying to control you by, like, telling you to wear a mask is, like, a very... It's, like, it, it's, again, like, that also doesn't make sense if you follow it, follow it all the way through. Like, what is... These are the same people your- that wear seatbelts and say, if you just comply with the cops, nothing bad will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, government control. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it will. They like, they made that same argument with seatbelts. They were like, this is government intrusion into your car. So (laughs) it's like the government is literally just trying to like help you stay alive. Mm -hmm. But that's like government intrusion, which means I should rebel against it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is, I I think, I think, and I feel like, especially with, uh, with women, when people like socialize female in church there's very much this like don't plan just trust the lord you know when it comes to like how are you gonna take care of yourself well it doesn't matter because you're you're the lord's gonna bring you a husband it's like well okay but how 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 is a husband gonna take care of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know there's no guarantee that that person has has a skill set you know my i i'm gonna try to tell this story without being like too too cruel but uh (laughs) my my friend's parents growing up um i had a little like homeschool buddy and i don't even remember like where exactly like we met them but you know they were like really big family had had you know seven seven kids and you know their her mom was like really really sweet and smart and industrious and just like really able to do a lot of kind of incredible things with like a fairly limited skill set and and her dad like also had had some skills but was very much like he he was he was 
Joe Rogan's target audience if Joe Rogan peaked in 1980. Like, well, I think Joe Rogan did peak in 1980. Okay, so. fair, fair. I mean, I mean, like in terms of like <laughs> yeah, his I know. his I know. audience, if his audience had peaked in 1980, and like uh, some, uh, so I what I was told, right? Because like, so this family was always struggling financially, like always, always struggling, and. Uh, so the thing that I was told was that, well, you know, when my friend's mom was like praying for a husband, she had this whole list of all these things that she was praying for because she wanted this really godly man and she wanted somebody who'd like, you know, I don't know, raise their children right and have as many kids as the Lord was going to get or whatever. And then like, okay, so these things, these things happen and, you know, and then it's like, oh, but I forgot to pray that like, he'd be able to provide for us. <laughs> And this is literally like this is this is what this woman said, right? Like mm-hmm. she's married to this man who uh like clearly does not believe in any kind of birth control. <laughs> but he also doesn't believe in like social security cards or paying taxes. Like so they can't they can't own property, right? Like they can barely own cars because he doesn't he refuses to get paid anyway except under the table because he doesn't want the government tracking him. And like Again, this is very much one of those like, well, you don't need to have a plan, right? Like, just trust that the Lord will like make it all work out. And it just it doesn't it doesn't work like that. And then you cause like all of this suffering because you're like, oh, God will take care of it. And then you know, but he's asleep that weekend, and mm-hmm. he doesn't. And it's it just yeah, it's not a good it's not a good way to like organize your life. Like, oh, God will figure it out. Like cool congrats like now you're 55 and uh good luck have cash right (laughs) and like a couple hundred bucks and yeah yeah it's absurd yeah and and that's that's not an uncommon situation that folks find themselves in and it's or folks that are just like yeah i got a degree and now i'm a banker and like well the lord did that like okay (laughs) yeah so it, it yeah, it's just an odd thing, and I I find it's and and these stories kind of back it up. And I I preach sermons about this, like this very story, to to kind of show like, oh well, God's ways aren't our ways, and you know, so I definitely contributed to this problem in some ways. And it's but it's interesting that like the most successful Christians like will say that with a kind of like a wink, and then like mm. then they go like plan like normal folk anyway. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So that's, that's it's a it's an odd like weird relationship where it's like yeah oh, t- totally the god's ways aren't our ways you know but i i still definitely have a 401k and i still definitely did all the mm-hmm. things that you know man tells you to do and weirdly i'm successful and you're not i don't know maybe it's faith right yeah i just have more faith than you i just have more faith i mean graduated college debt free on a you know legacy admission but <laughs> But it's fake. With it, that was the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I m- my experiences with counterintuitive stuff were were just not great, and I'm trying to get aware get away from that. And I find this story to be an odd, like, because I think if you take it as a historical narrative of again the Jewish people seeking identity and seeking, you know, when was time good? Oh, time was good mm. when we were close to the Lord. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I get when it when you kind of view it in 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 that way, and you view it as a 
story that people told for that particular point and that particular culture at that particular time, then okay, it's fine. It's not like a bad story, but it's like trying to apply it to my battles with my insurance company. Like, what am I going to get on the phone with a kazoo and be like, free insurance? <laughs> like, it's just not, it's, it doesn't apply. I mean, I feel like, I feel like John Eldridge might feel a way about that. He might support that tactic. Fair, maybe. <laughs> uh huh yeah no that's i i think that that's like a good it's it's a thing that you have to un, unlearn and you end up really having mm-hmm. to learn it the hard way yeah unfortunately if that's you know if that's how you were raised or that's just sort of what the default was because i think some people like kind of take that angle of oh god will take care of it intentionally and some people just sort of like default to like oh well you know whatever figure it out right and yeah it's it sucks don't do it (laughs) that's my my official advice yeah i guess our editorial position is don't trust god with big decisions i mean you know sometimes like sometimes you'll be able to win a battle by by singing but again it really just depends on if god is awake that weekend and statistically he will not be yeah you really want to roll those dice we have a record of it happening successfully once in yeah. however many thousands of years of human mm-hmm. history. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this one. It's a yeah, it's a weird thing, and it's it is. I think Tori, that was a good point, and like it is something we have to unlearn because I, I think it does kind of crop up in odd ways. Just the way we were socialized, the way we viewed the mm-hmm. world as former evangelicals, it is something we have to go like, huh? I do have this drive or just this gravity kind of pulls me in this direction and maybe i need to just be mindful of that so yeah yeah absolutely good thought to good thought to leave folks with mm-hmm. so um thanks a lot for sticking around uh hope you enjoyed our conversation today give us you know like i said a good review or a, um while twitter exists give us a tweet and uh yeah we'll see you next time Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.